0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job's more visibility at indeed.com/match. Just go to indeed.com/match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. indeed.com/match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blood Harris on another Panther Ranch podcast. It's, uh, Tuesday, we're heading back to work, or some of you may have already been there already, who knows, I mean, I just got done dropping my kids off at school, and, you know, it was the first time I did do the kid drop-off thing, and, uh, and, you know, I'll give, uh, you know, my kids' school some props, they, um, they've done a really good job, with addressing the whole traffic and things with the uh, kids drop-off, because dropping off your kids, you know, can be a stressful thing sometimes because of how. For one thing, you have you know, we drive on the street. You got two lanes. You got the the school lane and the uh, regular lane. And people around this time of the year get confused. They they drive in the school lane, and then they and at the last minute they realize they're about to go. Pulling in the school so they try to get over rather than just drive you know drive through the school lane and just be done with it they cause more commotion but you know the school's done a good job with that then pulling in the school has been a challenge as well because well you got parents who don't want to really wait through that line so they try to find ways to drop off their kids in in some pretty pretty creative and dangerous ways And then, of course, you got those parents that want to hug on their kids for five minutes while everybody's waiting to drop the rest of their kids off. You got that. And you got some kids who, you know, are, you know, have that transition to, you know, from, you know, what school they were at to an actual school where, you know, you have to actually walk in and you're, by, you know, you're pretty much doing, you know, big kid stuff. And some of them latch on their, their moms and dads screaming and crying and schools have the pull. Kids off them, they, with the jaws of life. So you know, there you go. Anyways, guys, it was a wacky weekend of college football, somewhat. Um, I took a big uh, loss last night, as I as I said, I was I preached about Florida State, you know, this being a trap game, and Virginia Tech just beat the crap out of them. So. I'll gladly take the loss on that one because I was wrong, and you know that's why you know I don't get paid to do this stuff because I'm not really good at it. And for one, I'm not really good at it. And second of all, I don't really command a demanding audience. I mean, I love my audience, but you know, I'm just saying I'm not really I'm I'm small, but I'm small potatoes. Maybe maybe more, lot smaller. But they lost. And pretty much, people, you know, I'm sitting there laying down watching this. I'm thinking to myself, well, Clemson and Virginia Tech's going to be an exciting championship game for the ACC. But it's a long season. Clemson, obviously, is going to probably run the table of their division. They got AM next week. This week coming up, actually. Tech on the other hand has to play in a coastal, and here's the thing. We our 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 division's one big brawl. So I'm not convinced Tech's gonna run the table in our conference yet. They're gonna get beat up by one or two one or two of us. Second grab in the, in the Atlantic division is pretty much up for grabs now. It's anyone anyone can have that. Anyone can have second place in the, in the Atlantic if they want. But uh, coastal is another mystery right now. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out more this week. You know, a lot of people were saying it was gonna be, it was gonna be Clemson, Miami. We all thought that. I wasn't buying Miami. You know, being LSU, and I said Miami is long gonna be as good as their quarterback play is because I can't really figure out a, a time they I've had an actual, an actual decent quarterback. Yeah, you know, they had Ken Dorsey. I mean, he was pretty good and. you know, obviously he spent some time in the pros, he didn't start, I mean he wasn't great and I think what he should have did was after his junior year when he won the national title was he probably should have uh, declared for the draft because I think he'd have made a whole bunch of money then, even if he was a bust he could have, you know made made a lot of money but that didn't work out for him You know, Rozier is a you know Rozier obviously is a mobile quarterback and is a dual threat. But the thing about dual threat quarterbacks, if they're not accurate, if you can keep them in the pocket, make them how them make the reads and try to you know, make throws, it's they're they're going to have a bad time. And that's what happened really. And that's the thing with Pat White, if you remember guys in West Virginia. Pat White was very effective when he was on the move. If you if you kept Pat White in the pocket, Pat White was useless. You know if he couldn't if he couldn't scramble, he couldn't uh, make the throws he wants to make that he wanted to make. And you know, he pretty much you know his last, the last time he played them at Hines, he pretty much cost West Virginia that game because he made some really bad throws and in the end we made him pay so Pitt obviously finished up their game they beat Albany they came out they they kicked ass and pretty much kept the ship a-sailing for most of the second half and you know and walked out of there you know Kenny Pickett did pretty well the backs did well so we, we won't know much about Pitt until you know this week same with the same with the Coastal Division as well Well, it depends on how this game goes you know if Pitt beats Penn State this, do we consider Pitt a serious contender for the coastal? Do we actually take Pitt serious this time and say, "Hey, you know what? They may challenge. They may. They may challenge for this division this year." I think we'll know a lot after this game. But of course, Pitt has a tough schedule. They got Central Florida as well coming up. So. And I believe they have I guess uh, Notre Dame, yeah. Although Notre Dame's not really a really division game, but still regardless of what Pitt you know the point thing is this Pitt's conference record. But here this game we can figure out, you know, what this team stock is. Because Penn State struggled against Appalachian State this past weekend. You know, it was funny because I watched. Um, I think I flipped on the last five minutes of the game, and it was cool to watch Appalachian State take the 30-31 lead. But I had this feel, you know, but there was too much time on the clock. It was a minute forty-seven left, and you can't give Trace McSorley that much time. I mean, he, McSorley's is obviously going to be in the pros, and he makes some really good throws. He's you know, he's a good quarterback. He's he can run. He can make. He can sit in the pocket, and make throws, and he knows. He knows where to place the ball as well. I used, to, I used to think he was just some guy who threw the ball and hope guys would catch it. And I don't know. His game, his game is pretty much picked up. Maybe, maybe it's him. Maybe it's part of this part of the scheme itself. Who knows? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll know more coming up. But um, once I saw that Penn State was uh, hesitant to return that kickoff and they run it all the way back to the fifty. I figured that the game was pretty much going to go into overtime then, because we sort of obviously did this thing. They got the overtime, and they eventually won. That's the thing with Penn State is it's all it's something with them always, where they can where they can look like shit for sixty minutes, but still come out smelling like a rose. It's amazing. I mean, you can you can, I mean they're they're that person at work that you that you hate that they suck at their job. You finally get to fire them. And then they win. Then they win the the, the five hundred million dollar Powerball. That's pretty much Penn State in a nutshell. Well, Penn State has to fit, has to face Pickett this week. Pickett's kind of a similar quarterback as Appalachian State's. Both are mobile. Pickett can beat you with his Pick, Pickett can beat you with his arms arms and his feet. Pitt's also got a really solid ground game as well. So I'm sure Penn State's going to dial up a lot of blitzes and things like that to make us throw, and and we got the guys who can get, who can get open, who can get in the space and get open. Defensively, it's another story. I, I, you know, obviously, I've read the pit was betting, betting, not breaking on certain t- certain times, and and obviously they had their work cut out for them because they got to deal with McSorley state has got two really good running backs and Slade and uh, Williams, not Williams, uh, Miles Sanders. I'm sorry, and Miles obviously, you know, I'm not crazy about Whippieal kids. I don't think there's really been a, a running back out of Whitfield who's really made much of an impact in college football in years, maybe decades. And Miles, you know, Miles Sanders obviously is going, looks like he's that guy who's finally going to break that. And Pitt recruit the hell out of him back in the day and obviously there's a reason why Pitt recruited the hell out of him. He obviously looked really good. So, we'll see what happens there. That being so Willie Taggart, I mean, people harped on him I guess about his play calling and stuff. And Willie did really well when, at South Florida, so... Or no, I saw Florida. It was Oregon when he left. He lost a bunch of places. I wouldn't be too hard on him yet. It's still early. Uh, Michigan obviously lost lost to Notre Dame. You know, twenty four seventeen, and you know Jim Harbaugh. He keeps his fertility going. As you know, he lost. You know another big game, I mean, this was, I mean, this was a conference game, but still, it's Notre Dame, Michigan-Notre Dame, he just couldn't do it, but, uh, you know, obviously, he's got a lot to deal with, I mean, he's breaking the quarterback, and he's had so much going on with his staff and players, but still, I mean, Michigan obviously their fan base does, is not very patient and I know he's a Michigan man himself so they're, I guess they're going to probably give him as much leeway as possible as much time because he is a Michigan guy I mean for God's sakes we gave Dave once that Lord knows how many years because he had to build the program and by the time he built it we, we ended up firing him because you know we had two really good years and Last year was a thud, and of course we had a whole bunch of off, off season stuff come out, and and he didn't like his him as a, him and the athletic director didn't like each other. But there's a lot to you know go through there. You know Washington lost a big game to uh, Auburn; it was a close one. Like I said, I didn't see Washington go away all, all the way down and winning that game. I think if they would have, they'd be more, thing more seriously. But it's a long season for them. I mean, we got like 11 of these games to go, so they could still uh, win their division, win, win their conference, and hope you know, figure out the whole uh, college football playoff picture, how that's going to go. Because Bama gonna, is obviously is going to roll through uh, their league like they always do not sure about LSU, though, because, you know, LSU, they play, they play a bad Miami team, so who knows, and may, may, who knows, maybe LSU's offense is gonna pick up, and maybe this was all Matt Canada, but speaking of Matt Canada, he went, uh, he'd be, uh, Texas, in his coaching debut, he beats Texas at home, and that's, you know, that puts a lot of heel on Tom Herman, because, um, Herman had like success in Houston. Now all of a sudden he goes to Texas. And well he's in his second year, obviously. And they're expecting big things out of him. And he got him the bowl game last year, but I think Texas fans are just gonna be they're gonna be more patient. I'm sure the media's going to jump all over this because they, you know, they got rid- they've got rid of Charlie Strong, but Charlie obviously, you know, they are mediocre to Charlie, and for, for and then, you know, when you lose to Kansas, that's pretty much the end of your end of your uh, tenure. I mean, they gave Charlie, you know, Charlie could have had they could have given Charlie more time, but they weren't they weren't patient enough with him. Tom Herman they'll give him more time because he's a Texas guy. He Mac, he's a Mac Brown protégé. So he'll get everything he wants. But uh, yeah. There wasn't any there wasn't many crazy upsets, I don't, you know, that, that we like to see. It was pretty much just your standard first weekend of college football. And we got plenty more to go, plenty more adventures to uh, look at. But, uh, you know, oh, yeah, there's one more thing. West Virginia beat the crap out of Tennessee. I thought they gave me close, but I don't know. You know, the way the the, uh, Big 12 is looking, West Virginia could make a serious push to win that conference. And if we're being honest with with ourselves, if there's any time for them to to win that conference, it's probably this year. But they got to deal with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State yet. So, I think mean, the Texas teams aren't that much of a worry maybe is going to give them trouble but those Oklahoma teams they're tough so they're going to have that to deal with but uh, we'll wrap that part up of college football and we'll talk more later this weekend because you know we got some games coming up uh Let's see if we go through some other things here. Levy and Bella didn't report to camp or to practice or whatever. So obviously he's going to take a hit until he gets his contract or, or he's he's just going to keep taking hits until uh, he has to come back. I mean, I saw this last year with Dwayne Brown in, in Houston. He wanted a bigger deal. And the thing is, he was in the second year of the deal he just signed and Texans weren't going to give him any more than what they gave him. They're like, dude, you're in a second year deal. We're not giving you any more money. So Brown decided to sit out, and up to the, up till the eighth game, I think he had, is when he had to resign. I there's some there was some sort of rule with that. So Lovey Billy has until eight till you know t- till then the signers deal. You know, you know, Obviously, the Pittsburgh media loves this because when you have when you have uh, so called t- toxicity in your locker room, it, it, it's it's a lot of drama. But you know, for uh, for James Conner, this is a uh, this is a uh, audition for him, where he get, where he can show people what he really has in terms of the NFL life. Because for Pitt fans, he has, no, he has nothing else to prove to us. At all. Not a zip zilch. But now he has to show the NFL people that he can play in this league. Because I really didn't see him. You know, having the credit that he has. I don't think he will. But I think he can have some productive years in the league. And speaking of that. Nate Pierman has been named the starting quarterback for Buffalo. And, of course, you know, I was reading some of the... I was searching Peterman's name, and, of course, social media went nuts over this. Because people can't get over that game Nate Pierman had where he threw five picks in his first game. But if you watch Pierman in um, preseason, he's much different from what he was from when he, uh, from that game. He has a lot more confidence. He play, he throws a lot more confidence. He gets the ball out quicker. He makes his reads. Makes better decisions. You know, he looks a lot different. And I know starting Josh Allen is the sexy thing to do, and that's what I thought Buffalo would do. And people are saying, well, this is like Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson, where... Eventually, you know, Deshaun took over. I don't think that's going to happen. In this case, I have a feeling Nate's going to take this going to take this job by the balls, and he's going to, you know, put his mark on it. I don't think this is going to be anything where Tom sat, with Tom Savage. I don't know what happened with Tom Savage. Saints released him because they they wanted him. They tried him out. They sent him for a million bucks, and really, they were trying to see, you know, what he had, if he would be a suitable backup for Drew Brees, and they ended up training for Teddy Bridgewater, and that was it. Savage did have a decent preseason, statistic-wise, but he's not very mobile, and there's not much else to him right now, and I mean, I guess, I I think he'll still get a job in this league. But the thing is, is I don't know if, he's, if he really wants a job. I mean, he's got a family, and if you follow the guy on Twitter, he does a lot of woodworking and all, all kind of stuff. And he may, you know, he may just hit "The hell with it, be done with it." I think he likes. I think. I think he enjoys his life in Houston as well, because that's where he was. That's where he's been, and yeah, you know, I think I think his wife and kid are still there as well. And I think they they did buy a house. I think, if I'm not mistaken. So who knows? But uh, you know, obviously there's a there's a market for backup still. I mean, Landry Jones is, uh, is out there as well. You know, speaking of Houston, Jester Weah got signed to the practice squad, and they they really like Jester Weah. It just he needs some work, but uh, they they like they like they love his potential and. I hope he figures it out because, you know, I think he has, he had a lot of, he had, he had a lot of pro potential, it's just, a lot of the stuff he did was self-inflicted on himself, but, uh, we'll see what happens with all that, um, finally, there's obviously social media. Obviously, is blown up over over Kaepernick and Nike, and you know people are like burning, you know, burning their stuff and boycotting and whatever. I mean, let's keep a mind off a lot of stuff. For one thing, Nike's veteran owned. Phil Knight, you know, he he served time in the army. Year of active duty, seven, and you know was a reserve. So you have that. A veteran a, a veteran himself plastering you know, Kaepernick on his ads. And of course, on the flip side of it, I'm not sure if what what Nike has donated you know, campaign-wise. Because the reason why I bring this up is because people got all last week people got all freaking all, all freaking out of, all been out of shape because Whatab- uh, not in and I donated 25 grand to some Republican thing businesses do that crap all the time they donate to both sides so i'm not sure what nike donated i'm really this whole Kaepernick guy thing same thing it's nothing really to get fired up over although it is funny to watch these people get all pissed off and want to burn their nike stuff that they already paid for or cut stuff up because their money's already gone the nike and they're burning it And you know, one one person brought up they they don't like the fact that race was brought into this, and they feel it should be more about whether Kaepernick's a good QB or not. And there's a point there. Kaepernick, if anything, would be a backup in this league. It's just I, th- I think what ultimately White was the downfall is he could probably he was good enough to land a backup job at just the, the media circus around him. Not 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 so much on the left or from ESPN at the right as well because. Both of these sides were using him for their page clicks and hits and what else? What, what not else? Ratings. And if NFL teams see that, they don't they don't want, they don't want if, if it's something they want to deal with, they're not going to deal with it. But of course, he has that collusion case yet, and that's you know still go that's still on, and maybe more from that collusion case will tell us more of a story of what's going on here, why why of why he's not being signed. I mean, I think uh, if some, I mean, if, if NFL was so hard up about this, or at least the owners, at least one team could have bitten the bullet and signed him. And it, it, they would have ended all this, all this kneeling, all this discussion. They, they would have ended it all because Kaepernick even said himself, he was going to stop kneeling that next season. So I think if somebody at least would have signed him, you probably eliminate the kneeling and what, what else? But, it's still a mess, and eventually all these guys are going to have to get together and just talk about this, <laughs> but till then, we got, we got, we got to go through all of it. Anyways, guys, I'm going to let you guys have the rest of your day back. Thanks for listening. How to pit. I'll talk to you guys here Thursday or Friday.